Hi, and welcome to the Dreamer's Manual Podcast with Julie Calco. Today, I have a confession. Last year, I had an amazing conversation with a gal named Jackie Ellis, and sometimes people will write to me or they'll send me a message and say, your voice is very soothing. It's relaxing. I like to listen to your show before I go to work, or I like to listen to it to unwind when I'm done working for the day. And those messages are so sweet and kind, by the way. I felt like Jackie was like that for me. She was just such a calming presence. She was so incredibly wise in our conversation, and she really epitomized what I imagine this podcast would be in that I want to feel like I'm curled up with like a warm drink or in the case of this conversation, like a ice cold lemonade on the porch, just visiting and talking about life and things. And that's what this conversation was for me. So you might be wondering if I had this conversation last year, why are you just hearing it now? Because I fouled up. I stuck it in the wrong place. This was a me error and the conversation was so beautiful and it really, the talks about Facebook ads, the talks about automations in your business, I think apply to any time of the year. However, the talks about summer and how to sort of plan and think about your summer and especially Jackie's advice just about how to approach summer when you own your own business and you have kids at home or you want that time freedom that you know summer can offer. I saved it for this May. So I'm really thrilled to finally be bringing you this conversation I had with Jackie that I literally love so much. Now, if you haven't got to meet Jackie, she is a digital marketing strategist who helps busy online entrepreneurs grow profitable, joyful businesses through killer copywriting and marketing. As the owner of a mom-led digital marketing agency, she's committed to helping female entrepreneurs get seen and make more money online. Jackie has been featured on The Art of Paid Traffic with Rick Mulrady, The Book Your Dream Clients podcast, The Unstoppable Show, and Forbes. Her favorite topics are Facebook ads, no BS online marketing, and sales funnel optimization. If you follow Jackie and get over in her sphere, she loves to talk about and discuss how to stand out in the online space, which she talks a little bit about today, marketing in the modern era, and the importance of building a team so you can spend more time doing the things you love in your business. Now, this conversation, we start out talking about just Facebook ads and marketing in general, but then we really dig into summer and that optimization and what Jackie optimized in her business that I literally have a note in my to-do calendar to add this to my list to look at this summer because it was such an interesting idea and super valuable. So it's with an apology for depriving you of this conversation for literally an entire year that I bring you the amazing Jackie Ellis. Hi, Jackie. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Dreamers Manual podcast today. Hey, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. I've been really looking forward to our conversation and I would love it if you would tell the audience a little bit about you and what you do in the online space. Yeah. So primarily I run a digital marketing agency that was started from a need to find some space in my life to like go after my own dreams instead of the stressed out hot mess that I was going after someone else's dreams, right? Working for someone else. I just realized that I wanted to kind of figure out things myself and create my own path. So we started doing Facebook ads. Actually, I should say, shouldn't say we, 
I, <laughs> like many of us, when we start out, I started doing Facebook ads myself and just picked up a couple clients and then started to really realize that I loved so much about marketing more than just Facebook ads. Um, but somehow, you know, we've become known for primarily Facebook ads and also offer copywriting services and full funnel, you know, builds and that, that sort of thing. So that's where I kind of live in the digital space. And we help a lot of online businesses like course creators, coaches, you know, grow their business and find some kind of ease with growing their business where they don't have to necessarily be present every day or be showing up every day or be um, chained to their desk <laughs> all day. <laughs> yeah. Because we did not start our businesses to have the freedom and then, you know, create our own sort of shackles and chains. Exactly. Exactly. Which is so easy to do sometimes, you know, lose sight of that. And because there's always things to be done. And it's so easy to just sit down and say, you know, my list is so long. I need to knock all this stuff out. And then before you know it, you've got kids hanging on you, you know, mom, mom, like, and you're like, when I get done with this, then I'll have more time, right? Mm -hmm. When I hit this deadline or when I do this, then I'll have more time for that. And then you realize, oh my gosh, you know what? I got this backwards. <laughs> this is actually not what I wanted to do is work 24 seven for myself. But yes, so, so important. Absolutely. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes, but I would love to ask you out of curiosity, because for anybody who's been in the online space over the last couple of years and the iOS updates and the changes to Facebook ads, I'm wondering either and, or how you've navigated this in your business and how you've reassured your clients along the way, because I'm sure you've had clients this whole time. And it has it from just not, not doing Facebook ads myself, but having clients who did Facebook ads, it significantly changed and impacted my clients' businesses, some for the better, some for the worse. And so what has your experience been with uh, the changes in, you know, ads and online marketing? Oh my gosh, Julie, you're going like straight for the jugular, aren't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the truth is, I mean, just like the world of online business, you know, things change, right? Marketing has changed. The digital landscape has changed, you know, from Google to Facebook ads, just across the board. Our software that we use is changing, you know? And so from just a business standpoint, I think we should just expect that there's going to be um, changes that happen along the way. I know your business doesn't look the same as it did when it started. Mine doesn't either. It's just that that feels like it's more in control for us, right? How we grow our business, who we choose to hire, how the processes, the systems that we implement. Whereas Facebook feels a little out of control. It's like an algorithm that we don't really understand. It's a platform that we don't own and it just feels kind of crazy. But, you know, over the last year, a little over a year since iOS rolled out, there was a little bit of craziness in the beginning. It's definitely calmed down as Facebook because it's not their fault. You know, I think that's what mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize. I'm not going to point fingers, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's called the iOS update for a reason, right? So someone else decided that they were going to impact, you know, all of these other platforms. Um, basically, every app that you use on your phone was affected by this, right? And Facebook has slowly been figuring out, actually, I wouldn't even say slowly, they've actually figured things out pretty quickly, in my opinion, figured out how to adapt. And as marketers and business owners, we've had to figure out how to adapt as well. So that means, unfortunately, that a lot of businesses have had to make some changes to the, to the way that they promote their programs, the way that they market, the, you know, the funnels that worked two years ago like gangbusters, they're just not working the same. And it could be multiple reasons, but it's really a good, to me, it's a good thing to take a step back and reevaluate and be like, okay, what can we do to change this, to keep up with our consumers, how their behavior is changing? You know, it's not just Facebook, it's not just iOS, but we really need to like reevaluate strategies here. And so that's what we have really um, worked with our clients on is, okay, targeting has changed a little bit. Therefore, we have to change our messaging strategy. You know, TikTok, I think has changed, has like reprogrammed everyone's brain forever. Nobody mm -hmm. can focus on anything for more than 15 seconds anymore, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so that impacts the way that you show up on these platforms. You know, longer form content is not as popular as the short, easy to consume type stuff. So long story short, I mean, there's just been, there's things that we've had to figure out along the way, but the truth is there's still no easier and cheaper lead generation strategy or platform out there, in my opinion. So it has gotten a little bit more expensive. I think it's more important than ever to find an expert that you trust to learn from because it's really hard to navigate on your own, but it's still, it's still a great lead gen source for sure. I love all of that so much. I think that people don't always realize when maybe they haven't done Facebook ads or don't have a lot of experience that I, I've had the pleasure of working with some incredible Facebook ads managers and strategists uh, for all different types of businesses. And at their best, they're really advising the clients about what products to create, where there's a gap in their funnel, how they can, you know, step up the nurture sequence, all those things that maybe are, are more am ambiguous and people don't talk about as much. Um, yeah. I think if you find the right Facebook ads person, they are going to help you with all of those things. Yes, absolutely. And I would say, don't ever let anyone tell you that it the Facebook ad is the end all be all for your marketing because, and this is what I, this is what I teach. I mean, we run Facebook ads and we have a, a program on Facebook ads, but the truth is the Facebook ad itself. And when I say that, I mean, Instagram too, but any ad itself is just a piece of the puzzle. It's just one piece. It's actually just the thing that's going to get your audience's attention, right? It attracts them to you, but that's not actually the thing that necessarily makes you money. Mm -hmm. or even gets them to take the next step, right? It's all the things that happen after. And so this is something that we have really changed about the way that we work with our clients is looking deeper at the customer journey, right? The message, all of the messaging and the steps that you take someone through after they see the ad. So when you're talking about like the email sequence becoming so important, obviously sales pages, um, 
other ways that you can have contact with that client. We used to not pay attention to that so much because the ads used to be, you know, a dollar in $5 back. And Mm -hmm. it was so new and so different, a different experience for people, but consumers are getting savvier, you know? And so we have to become savvier. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that and giving us that insight into Facebook ads. And also, like you said, in online business, everything is going to be changing and really the people that stick around year after year know that there is a way to be successful. It's just figuring out what that way is and getting to the heart of what consumers and clients really are looking for. So I would love if you would share a little bit about, I know you mentioned kids and as much as you want to share about, you know, your family and and the kids being home, I know I have, I call them middle-aged children. So they're like that (laughs) upper school age children. So it's different when they, than when they were smaller, but still we are. I think on our third weekend of summer break and maybe I don't want to jinx it. Maybe this week, I feel like I'm getting my footing into sort of the ease and flow I want for my summer, but what can you share with us about your family? And then what are your, your goals and plans for them in conjunction with your business for this summer season? Oh my gosh. Such a good question because I have been reflecting on this a little bit. because it's going to happen very soon. So here in the Pacific Northwest, we actually uh, don't get out of school. I don't know if it's all the Pacific Northwest, but whatever. My kids, where they go, they don't get out until mid-June. So as of right this moment, they're still in school. We still have like a week left. So I'm, like I said, I'm still reflecting on this, exactly what I want it to look like. But I'll tell you, I have two teenagers. Mm. I have one that's going to be a senior and one that's going to be a freshman. And typically during the summer, they like to sleep in and I work during their sleep in time. And I don't know if anyone has like older. So your kids are middle-aged. Mine are elderly, I guess. So (laughs) I don't know if anyone has elderly children, but mine can sleep until like two if I let them. Mm -hmm. Right. And I would probably sit at my computer and work until two, but I'm going to try to like get them up by noon. And I think what's going to help this year is that they're, they both have like sports practice. Mm-hmm. I think they have tennis starting like just after, after lunch. So they'll have to be up. But my plan is really to shorten my days, my work days and just work kind of early in the morning until noon. And then, which isn't that much shorter than my normal work day. I normally only work until about two, but the, the game changer here is that my kids are actually going to be working for me this summer. What? That's the dream. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) In my mind, it is. Yeah, mine (laughs) mine too. Um, We've been practicing a little bit. Like my oldest, she's a great writer. And so she does little tiny bits of copywriting for me, um, just for my own business, not for my clients. So if any clients are listening, a 16 year old is not writing your copy. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. Um, but she does, she's an incredible writer. And so I've gotten her a little bit interested in that. So she writes me some headlines and that sort that sort of thing. And then my younger one is just a whiz with like social media and graphics. And so she's just going to be creating some graphics for me and yeah, they can make a little bit extra money. Take that off my plate. It should be fabulous around here. The best time of year is August for sure. Sometimes Mm -hmm. into September. 
So we have sports lined up for the rest of June and July that'll keep them busy, camps and practices. And then their sports take a break in August and we are just gonna do nothing. We're not gonna go anywhere, but maybe, maybe for like a weekend trip or something, just kind of local, but we're just gonna do nothing. We have a, a nice big yard and patio and I am just gonna make margaritas for a month Yes. And I'll continue to work, but you know, who drinks before noon really? Well, <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> I'm not going to drink before noon. I'll still continue to work. And then I'll sit on the patio and chill. That sounds like the dream. And it also gives me hope because I have been in my own mind, putting myself, putting pressure on myself for this summer because my kids are nine and 11. So I keep telling myself whether it's true or not, they're only going to want to hang out with me for so much longer before they're, they're like, you get away, don't come near me. <laughs> and so I'm like, I, I must finish up. I must have all this free space. I I've organized my business in a similar way to yours and that my kids do sleep in later than they normally would. So that's the bulk of my day that I work, but now hearing you talk, it's given me this glimmer of a hope that, you know, whether I pay them to hang out with me and help me with work, <laughs> which is what I'm doing, let's be honest, but yes, <laughs> I, I'll do that. I'm not, I absolutely. And I always, you know, I don't want to pressure my kids beyond what their natural interests are. And also I try to talk to any teenager I can get my hands on and say, you know, if there is, there's opportunities in this online space where you don't have to go to that traditional job at the ice cream place or at the fast food place. If you don't want to, um, you can do these things around your own schedule. You can edit podcasts, you can, you know, social media, all there's all these opportunities in this space that I think in my mind, that'd be really fun as a teenager. Oh, I think so too. In fact, we've been kind of brainstorming for the girls to be able to create something of their own online. Like, I don't even know. We've been talking yeah. about like digital products or something. The challenge is they always want to create physical products. You know, mm -hmm. they, they're like big into like coffee, um, tumblers or, or like iced coffee type drink things that they want to like spruce up and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, can you make something digital? <laughs> It'd be so much easier <laughs> and so much more cost-effective, but they want to do a physical product. So we're thinking about it. We're planning or playing around with it a little bit, but they see mom, you know, have a flexible schedule that allows me to be able to take my daughter to school in the morning on the days that I have to drive her or, you know, home. Although they do kind of make fun of me because I'm kind of a homebody. And so I'm, you know, I work from home. I'm home They're, They think I just am always home, probably eating <laughs> bonbons or something, but, right. <laughs> or drinking margaritas, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into online business and a lot of opportunities for our kids to somehow be involved, you know, mm -hmm. um, as long as it doesn't add more stress to our, <laughs> to our plate, but some of these tech things, I think they would be better at than us. For sure. Oh, for sure. My, I did a TikTok the other day and I had this idea and I needed my daughter to help me film a couple shots. And she came up with like three or four extra shots that were way more <laughs> funny than mine. <laughs> so it was really good. <laughs> now, do you do anything in your business with automation or things that you put on autopilot? You know, this could be year round, oh, but yeah. it could also be for the summer. What kind of things do you shift and how do you, if you do, 
make sure that those clients and those leads keep coming in, even when you're on the patio drinking margaritas? That's a great question. A hundred percent. We do automation in my business and we help our clients with it. Not specifically like with the tech of automation, right? But with the idea of what could you potentially automate in your business, right? And to, to generate leads and sales, I mean, Facebook ads pay, play a big part in that. And while it feels totally automated to my clients sometimes, I mean, obviously my team is in there optimizing things. And I mean, that's what they pay us to do, right? But it's getting that element of, of their business growth off of their plate so they don't have to think about it and, and onto our plate. Now, when it comes to my own business, my, um, like my email list grows with free trainings that we hold free, like PDF downloads that we put out that we run Facebook ads to, right. I practice what I preach. (laughs) So I can do that. I can have ads running. I can have new people entering my list while I'm on the porch, while I'm at sports practice, while whatever, whatever else I'm doing while I'm sick, (laughs) which seems to be you know, the theme these last couple of years, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is a whole nother reason that people are thinking about these things in their business. Mm-hmm. Right. So very interesting time, but other things that we automate is what happens after the Facebook ad. So here's a couple examples of what I specifically do. We encourage clients to do this too, but you can only, you know, you can only say it so many times. Right. Mm-hmm. So after someone gets on my list, we actually have what we call a visibility campaign. It's another Facebook ad that goes out with some other things that people might be interested in regarding, you know, around my business. So imagine that like when you're shopping online and you add something to your cart and it's like, oh, other people also like this. You might like this too, right? So we kind of have that kind of strategy. So let's say that you sign up for a free training of mine. And then a couple of days later, you see like, oh my gosh, there's a podcast episode with Jackie Ellis in it, or, oh my gosh, there's also this other thing, or there's this Forbes article with Jackie Ellis in it. Right. And it feels like, it almost feels like that car that you were shopping for that all of a sudden you start seeing it everywhere you go. It's like, that's so weird. I've never even noticed that car before. Right. And it keeps me top of mind to people who have recently entered my world. So if, you know, I want to be that car (laughs) that they're like, I can picture myself driving that car. Then after someone gets on my email list, we actually have two six month automated nurture sequences. So what we do is we've set up one email a week to go out and they alternate between if anyone's on my email list, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I totally see it now, (laughs) but they alternate between value offer value offer. So every Tuesday, someone will get an email that's like, has a story offering some advice. And then the following Tuesday, they'll get an email that says, whatever it says, you know, do you have this problem? Basically I'm way like way simplifying this, but, and then offers a solution to that for you to opt into something for you to buy something, something like that. And this goes on for six months. And then typically there's like a break for a little while where there's like a special promotion and then it goes on for another six months. And that was probably the single best thing I've ever invested time in my business for, because I know that I've got a long-term relationship kind of pre-created with people Mm -hmm. entering my list. 
And I think there's something energetically that when we're putting things out there, if we feel really confident about all those other pieces that are happening afterwards, it's just easier to take those steps to then be visible, which I'm curious to hear your perspective on. I was nodding along as you were talking, which people can't see, but I I haven't run Facebook ads yet. I think that's in my, my future, but I had the experience too, where I feel like I've put a lot of work in over the years by um, posting blogs, having the podcast, um, being on Pinterest, for example, those are some of the places. So I had somebody email me the other day and if she's listening, hello, Holly, <laughs> but I had a call with her and then she said, it's so funny. Instagram then suggested your profile. Then I went to this community and you done a free training in this community. Then your podcast was recommended to me. And it was like, I, I apologized yes. a little bit for reverse stalking her. Cause I was like, I feel like unintentionally I've stalked you through the internet. But, uh, I think in years past, I would have had the thought that because in our own mind, we might be doing all of these things and feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm so, so cringe. Like all I'm doing is just putting myself out there. But the reality is that I've found is that people are connecting with you in the ways that work for them. And when they have more space to connect with you, it feels good. And they're not consuming every piece of content for most people that you put out. And so it doesn't feel like this overwhelming onslaught of things. So can you speak to if, have you had that come up probably for your um, students or clients and what advice would you give them about being visible and showing up, but, you know, being consistent with emails, like people are actually looking forward to those emails and connecting with you and, and consuming what advice and experience you have to offer. Yes. Well, I think sending at least a weekly email is one of the most important things that you can do for your, for your business. And I think that we really overthink it. When I, when I first started writing these emails, they all sounded like a le luxury, you know, if you have this problem, then this is the solution. Like <laughs> I sounded like a robot and no wonder nobody was really responding to them. Right. It wasn't until I realized I needed to put myself out there. I needed people want to see, I think more now than ever. They want to see people. They want connection. They want actually some personal stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at how voyeuristic of a society we are. Well, like we want to spy on people like doing ev like what they eat, what they wear. I mean, everything. Right. Mm -hmm. But then we send emails that are like so surface level. And I think that really getting a little bit more vulnerable, telling stories, whether it's funny or sad or whatever, doesn't, doesn't even really matter. Just being you in your emails, talking to someone like it's one person that you're out having coffee with or whatever, and telling a story instead of just sending promotional emails. Right. And, um, I think that, like I was saying, is is super, super important in terms of getting visible, right? But not everyone's opening our emails. We know that only probably 25% of people are opening our emails. So then it's like, okay, well, I put all this energy into this strategy. What else can I do? And I think you made a really good, like, that's a great connection to um, the woman that said she was seeing you everywhere. Mm -hmm. You've kind of like, you've kind of, without even realizing it, created this visibility strategy for yourself that all the social media was like picking up on, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, there's this overlap. And I think when it comes to 
what you've done with Pinterest and blogs and, and your podcast and all of that, it reminds me of this quote that I love. I can't, I always butcher quotes. I feel like I should just write these down and have them all <laughs> over my house. Cause I always butcher them, but it's something about like what you're doing right now is creating your future 10 years from now. Right. Mm -hmm. So all this time that you've put into writing blog posts or posting on social or recording podcasts, like it's building momentum. It's like a baby snowball that has turned into a ginormous snowball. And I think we need to remember that when we're creating things, we're, we're creating that momentum. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really good visibility strategy. The other thing that I think is important to remember is, I mean, why are we really putting content out there? Why are we trying to get visible? Ultimately, we're trying to help people, mm -hmm. right? And we're trying to share valuable information with them. So be it if it has my name stamped on it. Someone has to be responsible for sharing that information, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I'll take the credit for that. I put in the hard work. I'll take the credit for that. But it's not really about us right? It's really about the person that's consuming that content. I think because as humans, we naturally think that everything is about us. We think that we're overwhelming people by sending them an email a week or by posting so many times or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Reality is they're probably only seeing it like a fraction of what we think. We just feel like we're always creating things, yes. always putting things out there, <laughs> but they're probably not even seeing everything. So don't stop is what I'm saying. All that little, little bit that we put out there, you never know where someone's going to find you. You never know what someone's going to connect with. And I really, truly believe that it's like, it's creating your future. I, that's really powerful. And I hope people take that in it, no matter where you're at in your journey at the time that you put into creating these not just ads, but the entire nurture sequence, you know, that gives you the freedom now to be able to create your own schedule in the same way that it felt like at the time there was a lot of work that was going in that didn't, there wasn't an immediate payoff to any of those things, but now having leads come in from all different places and not having to do, I don't have to do anything specific to have that happen anymore. There's such a joy and a freedom in that. I guess I could call it like a machine and that machine yeah. is working outside of, of myself. Yeah, absolutely. It becomes even more powerful when you have one like piece of content that you can display in multiple places that you can repurpose, right? That mm -hmm. has always felt really good to me instead of being on this constant like hamster wheel of creating new things that's, that's not a machine. I mean, that's a hardworking and hustling machine, right? But for us to just be able to create a podcast episode that we can repurpose into different places, you know, into a blog post or, or, and a podcast and a YouTube and like different things, right? Saves mm -hmm. that's, that's actually, that would be another good way to automate, you know, so that it's mm -hmm. just one piece of content that we create and repurpose, but yeah. Well, I know that I am deep in summer. You're dipping your toe into summer soon. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to share with um, people or encouragement about taking their business into summer with whatever uh, age children, or if they just, if they don't have children, but they want that, that freedom that summer can offer? Yes, I do have some advice. Don't put pressure on yourself and 
enjoy whatever time it is that you have. When I first decided to leave my nine to five, I, it was right before Christmas break. And I was freaking out about not having time to spend with my kids and sending them away to, you know, camps or something. And I put in my notice before, you know, a couple of weeks before Christmas break, because I just couldn't do it anymore. I just wanted to be with my kids. And sometimes I feel that same like sense of urgency or something around summer. Like I just want to soak up every last second that I can mm-hmm. now that my kids are older and don't want to spend every last second with me. I feel a little sad about that, but I'm also trying not to put pressure on myself to do that. You know, it's, it's, we're going to enjoy the time that we have and do a little bit of work, have a little bit of fun, make the best of the month that has the best weather ever. And that's what I would suggest. Just no pressure, enjoy work when you can stop when you need to, to feel sane and enjoy. I love it. Now, talking about Facebook ads and the marketing as we have, I know that people are going to be interested in not only maybe seeing that nurture sequence that you have poured into, but also do you have, I think a free training that you want to share with people? I do. I have a free training, uh, called 10 X your results with Facebook ads. And in it, I teach the very simple four-part process that will make take your ads, just make them wildly successful. And you can get that at JackieEllisMarketing.com slash 10X. Perfect. And we'll have that also in the show notes so people can click that link. And Jackie, thank you so much for spending this time with me today. It just, I feel like we curled up with a cup of tea on the porch and just got to visit, which is such a treat. Thank you for having me, Julie. It's always a delight to talk to you. Well, I am going to uh, take your advice and head out in the hopefully sunshine soon and go to the park with the kids. So I am definitely inspired and ready to to summer it up. Excellent. That sounds amazing. Enjoy. (laughs) Thank you. As this was an episode where we talked about online marketing, I would be remiss in not telling you that I have a couple things that I think could help you as you're getting ready and moving in towards summer. First of all, we have the free Dream Team Starter Kit. That's really the freebie that started it all in that we walk you through not only your vision and values, but a time study. We provide you this amazing resource so you can plug in what you're doing, when you're doing it, how often you're doing it. And then ultimately there's a sorting tool that you'll be able to go back and use to say, should you be the one doing this? Should this even be done right now in your business? All those good things. The link for that is in the show notes as well as our SOP kit. Now you can look online and there's a variety of things, right? You can go from like free templates for just a basic, here's an SOP to kits that are like $150 per SOP. I really wanted to make these accessible for everybody because these are what I use for my business and my clients are the most common. So there are 15 plus SOPs in there. Those are standard operating procedures, and those are really the foundation for how you grow your business, how you delegate, and how you get more of that freedom that you built your business to have. So thank you again for joining Jackie and I for this conversation. Again, you can find Jackie at her website, JackieEllis.com. That's J-A-C-K-I-E dash E-L-L-I-S.com. And that freebie she talked about, 
10 extra Facebook ads is at JackieEllisMarketing.com backslash 10x. See you on the next show.